0: The Spirits Podcast, a boozy dive into mythology, legends, and folklore. Every week we pour a drink and learn about a news story from around the world. I'm Amanda. And I'm Julia. And hi, my husband Eric Silver. How are you? Welcome.
1: I'm good. I was hanging out. We had a previous intro where I did this for memory and then everyone was like, we can't use that. I'm so
0: confused. What's happening?
1: <laughs> Amanda and Julia are like, what do we say next? I don't know. I,
0: I forget it half the time and I, I do it every time for the last 340 some episodes. Threw us
2: off your rhythm.
1: It's like when you have that dream where you're supposed to be in the play and you don't know any of the lines, but it's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So Eric... I'm gonna tell the people why you're here.
1: No, I'm just sitting in.
2: Just, just having fun, just chilling. No, what you actually did was a couple of weeks ago. You were like, "Hey, you know how like monsters sell you stuff sometimes <laughs> in and commercials?" And I was like, "Now that you mention it, yes, I do know about
0: that." I, I, I assume that
1: this person, this creature, this this woman, <laughs> me, bu- this boo man. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, was the reason why is because there was a new lady. Monster cereal lady.
2: Yes, we are going to talk about her. Yes.
1: And that's why I was thinking, I was like, huh, there sure are a lot of monsters that sell you stuff.
2: Yeah, there are. And like immediately upon you mentioning that, I was like, yeah, like how they do those uh, Sasquatch. Beef jerky commercials. Mm-hmm, and Eric's mm-hmm. like, Yes, of course, but also gritty. And I was like, oh, Gritty Gritty is also
1: a monster. Gritty
2: is also a monster who like kinda sells you something. And by something I mean
0: flyers jerseys.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The city of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm.
0: He he sure does. Loyalty in a franchise, a chaotic kind of sexual appeal. Mm-hmm, <laughs> gritty sells mm-hmm. you lots of stuff.
1: I think that I sent this to you a few weeks ago, and it was the buildup to Pride Month. So it's like all of the sports teams were doing like their Pride events. So Gritty was like, getting ready to be gay. Yep. And I'm like, Gritty is selling this to me. Yes. Being comfortable in his big furry arm. You know what, Eric? I'm buying. Everyone's buying. Everyone's mm-hmm. buying gayness from Gritty. There was a moment. At some point, I think it's just like the post-postmodernism where, like, sports mascots then were allowed to be insane. Mm -hmm. I think that we've had this tradition with the Philly fanatic, which was always there, but gritty, fully baked, just came out of nowhere. Yeah, and that's scary. They're like, or like those, um, like those old spice commercials Mm -hmm. and the berries and cream Skittles commercials. Sure, they're like Ad Men. Don Draper was like. We're not selling the product. We're selling...
2: An experience.
1: It's fucking crazy. Life (laughs) is so crazy right now. A feeling, (laughs) a dream.
2: In order to determine, I suppose, what the most Don Draper experience (laughs) of seeing a monster sell us a thing is, we're going to be doing a bracket today. It's been a while since we did a bracket. I have 16 instances either of commercials or just like general monster mascots. Yeah. Selling us products, teams, etc. Hell yeah.
1: Is this divided into divisions?
2: There is a sports corner.
1: (laughs) Okay, nice, 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 nice.
2: But for the most part, I wanted to make the bracket as interesting as possible. So I put some interesting ones kind of mixed together.
1: Yes. The reason why I was thinking about this is like there are monsters that are pulled out of whole cloth, like gritty, as we just described. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the monsters that exist already that sell us things. Sure. Like, blueberry kind of is both. Yes. Because yes. <laughs> it's like most ghosts aren't blueberry flavored and have a name like that mm-hmm. uh, and count chocolate in the middle.
2: So let's start off with our first matchup, which is going to be Godzilla for Nike. Oh, good. <laughs> against the King Kong Audi commercial. <laughs> okay. So, Amanda, I'm very quickly, I'm going to, here in the studio, have you guys watch these. Amanda, if you could start with the Godzilla Nike commercial from 1992. Hell yeah. This is a Nike commercial from 1992. It features Japan's greatest kaiju going up against a giant Charles Barkley. Mm-hmm. Yes. Godzilla at one point puts on Specs goggles or what have you. And uh, Charles Barkley obviously has his Nikes on because this is a Nikes commercial.
0: Lots of glamorous shots uh, from sort of street level looking up at a giant Charles Barkley and his shoes. Mm-hmm. And Barkley slam dunks
2: into the ruins of Tokyo and then the two walk away as friends. If you were alive in 1992,
0: <laughs> did you buy sneakers because Charles Barkley beat Godzilla? Who can say? I'd say
1: probably. Mm-hmm. Probably. Probably. Yeah. You
0: could like recreate it with your friends. That that's a big thing people like to do about iconic lines from movies and commercials. And if you're me and Julia, plays. Yes, that
2: is true. Now, Eric, I'm not a basketball fan. Uh, what's up with Charles Barkley? What's his deal?
1: Charles Barkley, really good guy. Uh he never won a championship because he was competing at the same time as uh Mr. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. But, like, he was always very charismatic. He had a lot of fun nicknames. Uh, you can see he was very spelt, uh, and he was at the peak of his powers here. But he was known for pushing guys over, mm. and he was the roundbound of rebound when he eventually put on weight. Here's the thing. It was not out of the realm of possibility for Charles Barkley to make a low post move and own Godzilla. He puts his sh- elbow into Godzilla and then pushes him away. We do see that. Charles is just a fun guy. Like, this is a really fun commercial. Like, Godzilla has, like, really wonky eyes. Mm -hmm. And we get a slow-mo of Charles putting the elbow into Godzilla's jaw. I love this. Uh, Charles is currently still on television as one of the funniest people. He's on, like, Inside the NBA, Uh, which is uh, TNT's kind of, like, pre-, mid-, and post- NBA stuff with Shaq and uh it's really great and he's very funny. Yeah,
0: it's on often in our house, and Shaq will be like, oh Charles. <laughs> like that <laughs> that's often the dynamic. It's very good. I thought you were gonna say that
2: he is the host of a television show, much like uh Steph Curry is the host of Holy Moly. God.
0: Oh
1: man. Would that be good though? Yes, it would. Okay. Charles is very talented.
0: Charles I, would be great at that.
1: He I think he's doing a daytime show with gail king for cnn wow. to like fix their whole shit oh my god charles barkley's great here's another fun fact julia there is a comic book version of this commercial how it, it's exactly it's pretty much exactly the same
2: i mean it would have to be like 10 pages
1: yeah a dark horse just made it
2: sure why not dark horse incredible. It's great. i've seen
1: it it's really really cool okay. and it's actually exactly the same
0: it's a great commercial. I think this is a strong contender.
2: Well, it's going up against, in my opinion, not as strong a contender, which is going to be the King Kong Audi commercial from nineteen ninety nine.
1: If we were buying an Audi in nineteen ninety nine, we were like firmly voting for um voting for George for H. W. Bush. And Again, I find that very funny.
0: Writing in for H dubs.
1: Yep.
2: They tried really hard to make this look like the uh, 1930s Godzilla Ooh, this is good. the 1930s King Kong, but it is just a dude in a monkey suit, which yeah. is not fantastic. And basically the premise of this is King Kong picks up a pretty lady in an Audi and then has to decide whether or not he's going to keep the Audi or the pretty lady. Guess which one he picks. I bet it's the car, Julia. I
0: bet it's the car. Yeah. AKA the Audi Quattro. I definitely understand how somebody sort of like storyboarded this and sold it as being realistically 1930s, but it doesn't pulse with 90s energy the Mm -hmm. way I really want in my commercials. Yes.
2: I feel like in 1999 we could have done better. Yeah. But this is where we're at, you know, so. It's also long at 90 seconds. Yeah, that's it. That's a long commercial for sure.
1: Julia, could I say, tis the Audi that tamed the beast, killed the beast?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Wow. <laughs> I mean you can say that, certainly.
1: <sighs> well, as a yuppie in nineteen ninety nine who's super into Newt Gingrich and everything that he's doing, mm-hmm. a speaker of the house and not about anything else. Yeah. I really want to buy this Audi. Okay. This guy super want to buy it. Did you
0: feel personally victimized by the plot line of Benny and Rent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, in is this it. fiction. Hey. Why would you make the landlord into the bad guy? Uh,
1: it's it's me with my tie. And if you're in the army, just don't tell anyone you're gay. That's just my thing. Yeah. If I'm buying this Audi. Yeah, it's 1999. It's 1999. Here's my the thing. The Sopranos might come on soon. <laughs> I'm hearing about this hot new show on the home box office. Here's my
0: thing. I think wealth trickles down. <laughs> And I've been thinking about it
1: for a decade and a half. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's a relatively new concept. The jury's still out on whether it actually trickles down or not. I think so. I think so, though. I think I think so. Reagan still good for the company.
0: All right, folks. I think that for sure we have Charles and Godzilla taking
1: this. What That's do you think, what I Eric? figured. Yeah. Now, it's it's a little unfair because there are two monsters in that commercial and only one in oh, the other one. Oh, wow, Charles wow. Markley, a monster in the paint. <laughs> yes. A all positive right. monster. We're monster posse on this on this podcast.
2: Monster parentheses appreciative. <laughs> yes, thank you. I will say, yes, moving on is Godzilla in the Nike commercial because I think there's a better King Kong commercial on this bracket. Ooh, And we'll talk about it next because it's in part of our next matchup. Hell yeah, dude. So our next matchup is going to be Elvira for Coors Light. Wow,
1: really? Against
2: King Kong Volkswagen commercial.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Another King King Kong car commercial.
2: Yep, yep. Now, Elvira is interesting because it was like multiple seasons. So I'm going to feature my favorite, which is the Elvira Malibu Beach Party one. That is the first one there, Amanda.
1: For those people who don't know who or what Alvira is, because I only know her like Yeah, yeah, vaguely. the people who are
2: definitely not in this podcast
0: studio right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she is the mistress of the dark. Her whole thing is she's like a like kind of comedy vampire-y lady, and she's really hot. Okay. Usually, and you'll notice Amanda watching this commercial, usually her whole thing is how absolutely amazing her cleavage is. Oh, they yeah. covered her up for these Coors Light commercials. There's no cleavage. Happening.
0: Well, Julia, you know Coors is way too woke, so they had to hide the yes. you know. <laughs>
2: well, Amanda, she's also a queer icon and, like, recently came out as, like, being like, yeah, I've been in a relationship with a woman since, like, the 1990s, like, Damn, you know. Elvira. Yeah, okay. she's great. So, like, shout out to Elvira. We love her. These Coors-like commercials are wild. There's several of them. It's kind of the kind of classic Elvira comedy in that like, oh you know, uh, give me a hand and then a disembodied hand like hands her a beer, that kind of thing. Love Ah. it. But this one in particular, the Malibu is like a beach party (laughs) that she's hosting with all of her monster friends. Great. There's a mummy that's Waxing a surfboard. It's the Malibu beach. Oh, yeah, This
1: has such Adam's family vibes. I yeah. love it. Oh, just
2: a green man. That's as Frankenstein. Frankenstein's monster, yeah. There's just a guy in a bear suit in that. Yeah, yep. that's great. And they also had all of these cardboard cutouts yes. of her. That's the most cleavage you get in the entire, like, there's yeah. like six of these, and that's no. the most cleavage you get.
0: That's a business casual cleave. Mm-hmm. So this
2: is going up against A King Kong commercial for Volkswagen that was from 1972. And in my opinion, this one is wildly better because it is done in stop motion by the legendary Dave Allen, who you might know. He did all of the like ants and scorpions from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Really? Which I recently rewatched and it was. It still holds up. It still looks pretty good. And like he was working until like at least the late nineties. So like wow. Kind of impressive. But in this one, basically he was hired to recreate the classic nineteen thirty-three King Kong New York City scenes. And then in the commercial, he gets his own giant car because Aww. Volkswagen's like, finally, a Volkswagen that's large enough. Even for King <laughs> Kong. And you're like, Yeah, nineteen seventies Volkswagen. Heck oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. The lady's really little. Yes, lady is little so much better than the black and white
0: 1991 in my opinion it is it is much better and like it shows that the the trunk storage is big enough for the little plane that's really cute i can't believe that stop motion it looks so seamless i know right but 1972 who would who would have thunk it That's very advanced for a 1972 commercial Mm -hmm. in my estimation. I hope they paid him a lot of money.
1: Here's the thing. I got to go with Elvira here Mm -hmm. because Elvira had all of her monster friends. What is Elvira doing? She is one partying, two has a lot of friends, three cleave. Mm -hmm. We got two out of three. Not bad, right? This, again, is pretty derivative. Mm -hmm. Both of these car commercials are like, you know what people know about? That big monkey guy. I don't think it's monster-centric. And both of these are a little, like, flat. It's a, it's a little flat. I know they're selling to Reaganomics guy that we were just talking <laughs> yes, about before. Yes. And even on the, um, there was no gag on the license plate. No. The last shot was of the car pulling away. It could have been, like, Banana yes. or King Kong <laughs> or, King. or something. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think
2: Volkswagen took themselves too seriously. Sure. Like, yes. if you hear the voiceover for that, it's very, like, Finally, Volkswagen is making a car that's big enough even for King Kong. And I'm like, all right, it's the 70s. Like, I get we're not trying to be funny and we're not, like, getting Elvira to make jokes about Malibu. Yeah. But, like,
0: yeah, yeah. The Elvira commercial is so rewatchable. The course looks great. Like, the, you know, it's, <laughs> it's perspiring. It's well lit. I wanted somebody to hand to hand me a Coors Mm -hmm. at any kind of barbecue or cookout situation I'm going to, so I feel firmly in favor.
2: I also want to point out that there is another Elvira Coors Light one where it's like, this is the perfect drinks for when your friends drop in, and then multiple bodies just drop from the ceiling, (laughs) and then there's a hard cut, and they're dancing, and you're like, what's happening? That's
0: so funny. (laughs) I'm totally going to be watching those after we finish the episode. All
2: right, so Elvira will move on to the next round. Elvira's
1: like a camp celebrity. Yes. Like, like, I'm influenced now to buy Coors Light yes. knowing that she did a commercial. Yes, exactly. Right? While King Kong was like, yeah, it's that movie people know, yeah, right?
0: you guys know King Kong. Yeah, I let's know. put Jack
1: Black in it and have him say the good line in the remake.
0: I can really imagine an executive being like, yes, Audi, classic, just like King Kong. VW, big enough for King Kong. <laughs> and it's just like, Ugh, okay. All right, fine. Yeah, sure, whatever. All right, we're going
2: to move on to our next matchup, which is a kind of swamp monster- for Heineken, okay, up against Jack Link's messing with Sasquatch.
1: <laughs> Incredible! All right, I think we we got to give the swamp monster its due. Yes. Messing with Sasquatch is the best.
2: I will say, I was very impressed by this Heineken commercial.
1: <laughs> okay, this is pretty
0: funny. This is good. A wet, wet swamp monster where he just mopped, going into the freezer. He's got a case of Heineken. He's looking at
1: the dressings
2: oh this is great he's trying to pay no one's at the register because oh, he's a monster this makes me sad now he's on the bus <laughs> <laughs> this is good we're in the swamp he put out chairs. oh he's entertaining he's yeah. he puts on some music oh if his friends don't show up I'll be so sad and now he's going into the swamp and waiting for victims oh
1: it's a trap
0: <laughs> Okay, friends that's good that's good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's good
1: Yep. Julia, I really like that you set these up because both of these have the monster fighting humans yes. <laughs> in, in yeah. this. I yes. like this pairing.
2: I, I like this one in particular because it's like, you know, he's just trying to lure unsuspecting people in with Heineken. He's I like, wanna, ah, the perfect trap for I want to point
1: out, Amanda did say, I hope his friends show yeah. up.
0: And Amanda, they probably do, but then they get eaten. Yeah, they don't start his friends, Julia, but they do end his friends. Mm. (laughs) Julia,
1: uh, can you imagine watching like Blair Witch Project style horror movie where it's like, (sighs) we're lost in the woods. We haven't seen each other. I got separated from Bethany. I don't know. Is that Heineken?
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sick cracked a Heineken open. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. Jack links Sasquatch. Now, this is a multiple series. There's several of them. But, yeah, Amanda, you can just kind of go for whichever one floats your boat.
1: Again, this is definitely in the let's make something really weird style of advertising that Mm -hmm. I was talking about in the beginning. And every time, they're always like, yo, we're going to prank Sasquatch. And then Sasquatch always hurts the humans who mess with him.
2: destroys them. They're like, oh,
1: they're Sasquatch. Let's
2: mess with them because we're eating this Jack Link's beef jerky.
1: Oh, okay. So they're taking out a can and they're giving them to Sasquatch. The snakes oh. pop out. Oh, no, no. Wait. Don't prank him. Don't prank him. But <laughs> he goes
2: against a snake. That's pretty good. That's
0: pretty good. Yep.
1: Yep. I also have no idea what Jack Link's is trying to say because yep. every time, if you see in every single one of these, the guys in the woods. They eat the jerky and then they prank Sasquatch. Yeah. And every time Sasquatch gets them back.
0: I know. This would not make me want to buy this jerky because it like the implication is it gives you hairbrain schemes.
2: Mm. I want to see what the slogan is at the end of this cuz I feel like it's relevant to Oh, he threw that man. Feed your, Feed your wild, wild side. side. So yeah. just like Sasquatch, you become wild when you eat
0: the Jack's Lynx beef jerky. Yeah, but then Sasquatch bodies you. Yeah. But I guess
1: I is it like a call and response? Like you prank Sasquatch and then he responds in kind. I also love it. almost every time Sasquatch is throwing a man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I find yes. that, I find that deeply funny. Yeah. <laughs> you just <laughs> kicked oh. that man over. He that,
2: and then he's gonna throw them. Oh, yep. Every oh,
1: time. Yeah.
2: And it's always a man that like does something mean to Sasquatch when Sasquatch is just like chilling and living his best life. I yeah. know. I know. It's a
1: problem. So, which one do we like better? I want to give this to Sasquatch mm-hmm. as the monster. Again, I feel Fact. like I'm trying to rate the monster, not the commercial. Gotcha. Sasquatch is being his Sasquatchy self. I wish the swamp monster was a little more defined.
0: Mm hmm. I was really charmed by the plot twist of the swamp monster. I love that he came in. I love that he was wet. I, him interacting <laughs> with the human world was extremely funny. And then at the end, he's using the like tantalizing Heineken in his natural environment to bolster what he would normally do as opposed to Sasquatch, which is just living his life. And mm-hmm. then people kind of like get in his way, fueled by the product. So I think that in terms of a thing selling me a thing, Of monsters who sell you stuff, the swamp monster was much more effective for me. And I like the commercial better.
1: Now, Amanda, can I remind you, that woman bought a honeydew. (laughs) She was going to buy it. She was
2: considering it, but then the monster stopped her. So maybe the monster's the (laughs) true
1: hero of this commercial. No honeydew by Heineken.
2: I just want to point out one more thing about the Messing with Sasquatch before I make my decision. So in 2017, Jack Links extended its Messing with Sasquatch ad campaign to feature NBA player Carl Anthony Towns. Good. Yeah. Good. Is that good?
1: That's good. All right, sweet. Carl Anthony Towns is another just like tall, sweet boy. Once again, not super great and successful at mm-hmm. basketball, but I like that he's involved.
0: Yeah. Well, I do like that the Sasquatch series has a has branding, and this has been a top five countdown. So this is this is the uh, the final funniest version.
2: I also don't know how I feel about like incur like they get their comeuppance, but they I don't encourage people to play pranks on anyone, including Sasquatch. He just <laughs> killed that on. man. <laughs> no, he
1: died. He just killed that, that man. Died. And
2: then he was riding a little kid's thing outside the grocery cute.
1: store. Come on. <laughs>
2: Oh, gosh. Why am I the deciding factor? I'm the one that created the thing. I That have... woman had a
1: honeydew, Julia.
2: I think the Heineken monster is extremely, extremely good. But the fact that there are multiple messing with Sasquatches, I have to put it forward.
1: Yay! A series! That's fine. That's
2: yeah. fine. I think the Heineken monster on his own is, like, perfect. And they couldn't make more of that because, like, the yes. story that they're telling is so good. Yes. But... I have to give it to Sasquatch on this one.
0: Could I see somebody going to Comic-Con cosplaying as that SWAT monster? No. Could I see them in a Bigfoot costume carrying Jack Links? Yes. Yes, absolutely. 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 All right. So we're going to move on to
2: our next matchup, which is the Frankenstein Bic Pen commercial. Oh. Against the Dracula Texas Instruments Calculator
0: commercial. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
2: this is exciting. (laughs) Of course, this is Frankenstein's monster and not actually Frankenstein. but Of course. This is from 1972. Ooh, a
1: classic. Oh. Look at how great. Chunky, it is. yeah.
2: Frankenstein is ah. in a block of ice and is chipping his way out.
1: I see, I with see. With the
2: strength of the big pen. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And he's very impressed by the big pen.
1: This Frankenstein has real, like, classic universal. Vibes. It's just a man with green face and like a forehead extender. He
2: really looks like the monsters kind of style of Frankenstein for okay, sure. Okay, that big pen still only nineteen cents. Still, 19 still only nineteen cents. cents. Pretty good. And he is so impressed by the big pen that rather than get himself out of the rest of the ice, he writes down a, a note to Big Pen, being like, "Big Pen, you'll never believe what I did with your pen.
1: Yes, <laughs> you're like, incredible. It's like he's writing a penthouse letter to Bick.
2: Yep, yeah. Yep. Truly." All right, so our next one going up against the Frankenstein big commercial is the Dracula Texas Instruments from 1986.
1: Why would they need a commercial? Every child needed one of these. <laughs>
0: All right, so we have a Dracula in a coffin. Mm -hmm. He's in his little casket. He's punching away at his calculator. The subtitles are in Dutch for some
2: reason. He is being interrupted by Renfield, who's like, he's like, I'm doing my calculations. And Renfield's like, isn't it dark in there? And he's like, it doesn't matter because I have my any light Uh, solar calculator. This is good. Okay. And then at the end, he says, imagine the Prince of Darkness with a solar calculator.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, that one's gonna take it for me. Yeah, that, that was good. I like the I like the uh, the use case of in this creature's specific lifestyle, this T I calculator really, you know, fills a need. Truly.
1: I think it's a great commercial. Julia, I have to ask you, mm-hmm. why is Frankenstein in a block of ice?
2: I feel like that's a reference to one of the universal Frankenstein okay. movies, but I'm not entirely sure because I don't know that oeuvre as well as
1: I should, perhaps. But uh, Well, as a radical 32-year-old who only sees movies after 1982, so it doesn't exist. So, okay. stupid
2: reference. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. They
0: should have known.
1: I only watch movies that are on the rewatchables, Julia.
0: <laughs> of course. Naturally. <laughs>
1: and all movies. Before 82 are boring and Mm -hmm. stupid. Mm -hmm. Eric is
0: kidding. It's a joke, it's
2: a joke. So we'll get to the second half of our bracket, but first, why don't we quickly grab a refill? Hey, it's Julia, and welcome to The Refill. We're going to get back to our wild bracket in just a moment, but first I want to thank our newest patron, Tina. Thank you so much, Tina, for joining the ranks of our Patreon at patreon.com, and joining people like supporting producer level patrons Alicia Ann, Brittany, Fritty Chick, Hannah, Jack Marie, Jane Nieslikens, Lily, Matthew, Megan Moon, Nathan, Philfresh, Rico Like, Captain Jonathan, Malachi Cosmos, Sarah, and Scott, and of course our legend level patrons ariana audra bex chibi yokai morgan morgan each sarah and bia me up scotty and you too can join the ranks of our patreon by going to patreon.com slash spirits podcast and getting cool rewards like recipe cards for every episode add free episodes and so so much more go to patreon.com slash spirits podcast today to check it out i also want to tell you guys that we have some new merch for sale get four new tarot designs on a black t-shirt, plus our updated logo t-shirt at spiritspodcast.com slash merch. The new tarot designs on the black tee are really, really cool. They're from the tarot deck that we designed with the incredible Zoe Palando writer. And oh my gosh, guys, they are so freaking cool. Go and check those out. That's at spiritspodcast.com slash merch right now. I also want to leave you guys with a recommendation as well. And my recommendation this week is, did you know that you could take cookbooks out from your local library, including on apps like Libby and stuff like that? I have been absolutely loving doing that. Usually there's no wait for them. You can flip through, find some fun recipes that you want to try that night, take it out and then like write the recipe down and then send it right back to your local library. I in particular have been really loving the cookbook Owaka Home Cooking from the Heart of Mexico by Bricia Lopez. And I just, you know, sometimes you think, oh, yeah, you know, I can get ebooks from my library. That's cool, I guess. You can take out cookbooks. It's so much easier than like going online and trying to like sort through all of the best, I don't know, uh, cake recipes online. I just, you know what, guys? I just love a local library. And if you love your local library, one, support it. And two, take out a cookbook from your local library on an e-book reader one of these days. You'll really, really enjoy it. I promise. I also want to tell you about a show here on the Multitude Collective that I have been really enjoying, and that is Tell Me About It. Tell Me About It is a game show about proving that the things you like are actually interesting, hosted by Adel Rafai from Hello from the Magic Tavern and Hey Riddle Riddle, and of course our own Eric Silver, you know, the, the other person on this episode. Adel is an eccentric billionaire who forces guests to come on the podcast to prove that their favorite thing is interesting and cool. Through a series of wild games and challenges put together by audio butler Eric, guests are scored based on the quality of their answers or, you know, whatever Adel is feeling at that moment. And hey, I'm just saying, if you subscribe now, uh, you might hear a familiar voice like the one that's talking to you right now on a future episode. I think it's really fun and neat. Think of this as podcasting taskmaster or an in-depth conversation about something that your friend is super into mixed with, you know, like uh, hunting humans for sport. That's kind of the the stakes that this has, for sure. And the high scoreboard is filled with some of your favorites from podcasting, like Janet Varney, Jenna Stober, Jeffrey Craner, Matt Young, and so much more. And there are new episodes every other Thursday. Tell me about it. The most fun podcast run by a multi-billionaire. And that's a fact. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, and sometimes in life we're faced with difficult choices, and the path forward isn't always clear. I know sometimes in making a decision that's going to impact my week, my day, my month, even my year, I know I'm not actually saying the lyrics to the Friends theme song, don't worry about it. It's really hard to kind of make that decision on my own, and you know, I, ha- I have a partner, I have a spouse, and it's easy to discuss those things with him, but sometimes you need like an impartial person who can help lead you down the path of making the right decision, whether that's dealing with career, relationships, or anything else. Therapy is a great way to help you stay connected to what you really want while you're trying to navigate life so that you can move forward with confidence and excitement. I know that I love talking to my therapist about things that I find difficult to make decisions about whether that is having an impartial person tell me like, hey, yeah, no, it wasn't right that that person treated you that way or being like, yeah, it is difficult to like have a relationship with someone who is focused only on them and just having someone who can help me one Talk those feelings out loud and also like teach me some coping skills and how to set boundaries. That's a really great way to like empower myself to be a better version of myself. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com spirits today And we are also sponsored this week by Shaker and Spoon, one of my personal favorites. They are a subscription cocktail service that helps you learn how to make handcrafted cocktails right at home. Every box comes with enough ingredients to make three different cocktail recipes developed by world-class mixologists. All you need to do is buy one bottle of that month's spirit and you have all you need to make 12 drinks at home. I have brought Shaker and Spoon boxes to parties before and just like bought the bottle of alcohol on the way to that party and just whipped up a bunch of fun cocktails for me and my friends. It's like, it makes you seem like the life of the party. It's a really great way of like giving your friends an experience of going out to a cocktail bar, like a really fancy cocktail bar, and sometimes just being in their backyard at a barbecue, chilling. It's great. And at just $40 to $50 per month, plus the cost of the bottle, it is a super cost-effective way to enjoy craft cocktails. And you can skip or cancel boxes at any time. Time, which i find really useful because sometimes you know like i'm not a bourbon person and if that box is going to be a bourbon thing i'm like you know what i'll join you again next month shaker and spoon i love to see it so invite some friends over class up your nightcaps or be the best house guest of all time with your shaker and spoon box get twenty dollars off your first box at shakerandspoon.com cool thank you shaker and spoon and now let's get back to the show
0: Eric, if you could choose a monster to wrap your favorite beer, what beer would you choose, and what monster would you choose?
1: Oh, okay. So here it is. Where I think that Brooklyn Brewery needs to have some commercials, right? Oh, yeah. So here mm. we go, Chupacabra, right? Yeah, Chupacabra. Mm. We have the Chupacabra going from you. We have a shot of looking at a deflated goat and another deflated goat and another deflated goat. Great. And then we see the chupacabra sucking down a goat. And then someone from Brooklyn throws them like a Brooklyn, <laughs> a Bel Air sour. Yep. that's like pink and bright pink and blue. And then the chupacabra drinks it. It's like, mm, salty. <laughs> yep.
2: So I think it should be the I chupacabra. think that's perfect. Uh, Brooklyn brewery hit us up. Please. Love it. Yeah. All right, we're getting into our sports section now. Eric, are you ready? This is your section. Let's I made this for you, my friend. Thank you. So we're starting off with the Battle of Philadelphia. This is going to be gritty against... You thought it was
0: the British against the colonists, didn't you? Mm. No. No, no, it's
2: gritty against Philly Fanatic.
1: Of course, of course. The Philly Fanatic's a classic. He's just a big. He's he's pear shaped. <laughs> yeah, he's, he is. He's a pear
0: shaped. And Eric, I think it's important to have pear shaped male representation. It's important. I do. Okay.
1: I think there's something about mascots where it's, I think the pear shape is good because then you can move the belly. Yes. The belly almost seems to move in like 360 degrees, like, like it's a, a hoop, joystick. <laughs> like a joystick. Yes. He's a classic. He's a. And no one knows what the fanatic is. I also love. He's a
0: bird. Canonically, he's a flightless bird. He's a
1: flightless bird. That's that's what they say I yeah. did not know that
0: with an extendable tongue mhm
1: a big green furry extendable tongue. Yes,
2: he was created in 1976. He is considered one of the best ballpark mascots. He is the mascot of the Philadelphia Phillies, their baseball team. Mm-hmm. And he was created by Acme Mascots, which is known for their <laughs> ties to Jim Henson's Muppets. So that's why he looks kind of like a Muppet.
1: He does, he does. He looks kind of like a Muppet, I like his blue eyebrows. I'm trying to decide if this was bold and like groundbreaking or or just like '70s shit <laughs> mm. when he was made. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's, he's perfect. Yeah,
2: he truly is perfect. He's so good.
1: Oh, look at this. Zoologically, he seems derived from an anteater, and his backstory claims he's from the Galapagos Islands and he's a form of bird.
2: Yep, <laughs> it's funny. Incredible. Yep. I love the background on these mascots. There's some really, really good ones in there. Mm. Unfortunately, he is going up against our our true. Child of of the internet, Gritty.
1: Gritty. Now,
2: if anyone doesn't know Gritty, Gritty is the mascot for the Philadelphia Flyers. He was first introduced on September 24th, 2018. I can't believe I was alive for this. So recently, He is a seven foot tall orange furry creature with googly eyes. And officially the lore states that he emerged after construction at the Wells Fargo Center
0: disturbed his secret hideout. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. That's really good. It's good. A new creature. A new monster. Yep. I'm trying to find flaws
1: in Gritty.
2: Well, a lot of people were scared of him at first because he does look kind of terrifying. Oh,
1: for sure. And I remember everyone being like, what the fuck is yeah. this? But at the same time... It's perfect. Gritty's perfect.
2: We have to talk about the Flyers organization wanted Gritty to have a rather intimidating appearance as, quote, someone you'd high
0: five, but not hug. (laughs) (laughs) Which, you know what? That's how I feel about almost everyone I meet at a hockey game.
2: But I would hug Gritty. He's all fluffy. He's really good. Why would you make him so fluffy if you only wanted us to high five him? But, like, Gritty is fascinating. His first appearance, he, like... Or like, not even his first appearance, his second appearance, he was part of a goalie race, and he started just body checking the contestants, (laughs) and then
0: fully shot a staff member with a t-shirt cannon. He's chaos. He is chaos. I love him. I'm not from Philadelphia, but as a New Yorker, I am am next to them, and (laughs) I don't think any mascot has ever captured the spirit of a city better than Gritty in Philadelphia. True. The
2: Guardian described him as an acid trip of a mascot, which is... So funny. Yeah.
1: I think we have to give it to Gritty because Gritty gives permission to be chaotic in general, where I think all other mascots are a little bit Walt Disney, right? Yeah. It's like, it's a little sanitized, a little sweet. It's for the kids. Like, let's compare Gritty to Mr. Met, right? Mm -hmm. Who's just a guy. With a baseball, a baseball head. head and a
0: and a wife and has a wife, <laughs> I forgot Mr. Met had a wife. Oh, you go to a best game, Julia. They do not let you forget Shut it. <laughs> they're like he's not gay. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, they're really they're really promoting like uh, the traditional nuclear family.
1: So, uh, is he a? Um New York Metropolitan?
0: <laughs> but no, I think you're totally right, Eric, that Gritty gritty compels you. And I think it's really brave to create a mascot that the Wikipedia description says is large, comma, unsettling. <laughs> and I really love that they designed, including with the first person to play the Philly fanatic, David Raymond, was part of the kind of like committee that created Gritty or perhaps manifested him out of the Wells Fargo Center. I think it's incredible. I think uh, gritty's the best. And we think about creatures, we think about monsters. An adorable Muppet is not going to do it for me. Yeah,
1: I was trying to find flaw and Gritty as how he's derivative of the Philly fanatic. But honestly, this he is improves. a fully a full creation in 2018. Mm-hmm. Honestly, even if it's inspired by having another wacky and weird mascot in the city, I, Gritty is a truly piece of creative ideation. And yeah. it's, it's, it's incredibly impressive. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I know what I'm going to be doing on September 24th, 2023, and it's celebrating Gritty's fifth birthday. Yes, correct. All right.
2: So still in our sports category, we are now going to do Stuff the Magic Dragon Mm. against Wally the Green Monster.
1: Ah, interesting. Interesting.
2: So Stuff the Magic Dragon is the mascot for the Orlando Magic. Uh, His name is a play on Puff the Magic Dragon and also Stuff, which is either a slam dunk or when someone
1: rejects a slam dunk, (laughs) apparently. Eric? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You nailed it. Thank right. you. I like Thanks, you Wikipedia. It. you pulled out G- uh, Dr. Naismith's book on basketball <laughs> and read that out.
2: Yes, you're welcome. So he was originally introduced in 1989 as an egg before he was born. Pretty good. Which is incredible. And also- and Mr. Peanut shit. I know, it was wild. And also, my favorite part is they were considering other mascot ideas that were being thrown around before the dragon, which included a rabbit a wizard, and a magic bean. Oh, I wish it was the bean! But I just love that they were like, yeah this guy's an egg and then he's going to be born and be the mascot and he doesn't even have a number he's just a star
1: so do you know anything about the Orlando Magic as a team
2: I certainly know that they are a team
1: they are a team so they Mm -hmm. were an expansion team in the 90s Mm -hmm. uh, and Orlando ended up getting the team uh, and everyone's like oh because it's right next to Disney World the reason why it's called the Magic is it's tied together there was a whole big contest for it like they wanted to do something like orange juice based it was Mm going to be the juice or the squeeze uh, which which would have been awesome, but oh, again, yeah. it ended up being truly Disney, Disneyified, and then like young Shaquille O'Neal was on the it's team, just, right? Yeah. It's, it's incredible. So I'm stuff is really falling into the like truly everything I said about the Philly fanatic. It's really like, well, this is from the mouse, mm. or we're bowing to the mouse, and I feel like it's kind of as dragons go, pretty like you know
0: be rude, but stuff is neither intimidating nor cute to me. And doesn't fit with the Disney aesthetic, but also isn't like a mascot I want to rally behind or someone I want to like buy stuff that's on a T-shirt. The stuffed animals are pretty cute, but I- I'm I'm not super compelled by by stuff's visage. I realize we haven't described stuff. Amanda, would you describe stuff for us? Not unlike the Philly Fanatics. Stuff is like a furry green monster. Their head is a dragon shape. They have like a little snout. And... Amanda, I don't mean to correct you. Stuff does use he, him pronouns. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Julie, for not letting me misgender stuff. Um, yeah, so he uh, has pink bat ears and wings and a little headband with star, yellow stars mm-hmm. uh, on kind of springs. They're like kind of
2: antennas, I think, maybe, canonically, but I'm not okay. sure. That makes he sense. also has the same like stars coming out of his nostrils to like make it seem like he's breathing fire. But that's again. true.
0: They do weird me out, like like those Awuga glasses. Yes, like it's that bad at the nostrils. <laughs> like
1: it's nineteen thirty two, yes. and you saw a hot lady.
0: Exactly right. And he is wearing basketball shoes, but not like particularly impressive ones. Okay. I think in this day and age, he'd have like very colorful, kind of multiple colorway, like high tops.
1: No, Amanda, was this the Eisner time of Disney?
0: It's never not
2: been the Eisner time. <laughs> it's at always Eisner time. Yeah. Yeah. This was, I think, Eisner time. Yeah, eighty yeah. nine, probably right. Yeah. So
1: this is this feels like. It was very much Disney at the time. We led with merchandising. Stuff looks much better as a bobblehead than we're looking at than as an actual creature.
2: Stuff is going up against Wally the Green Monster, who is the, like not even newly introduced, because he was introduced in 1997, I believe, and he is the mascot for the Boston Red Sox named after the green monster wall that Fenway Park is famous for.
1: He looks like Grover. I love he it. He does
2: kind of look like Grover. He was not popular with the adult fans when he was first introduced. Oh,
1: oh, you mean the drunk men at Fenway Stadium of Boston, Massachusetts?
2: But nowadays, they love him, Eric, and the reason why is because they got broadcaster Jerry Remy, who is like the like voice of the Red Sox, to be like, no, Wally's great. You guys are just being mean here's all this fun and interesting stuff about wally and like he wrote a book about wally he like referred to him as like my friend wally all the time he made up lore about wally how he like went to the concession stands when no one was there and would like eat all the food (laughs) and how he's been living in the green monster since fenway was built like (laughs) it's wild it's wild they like came around on him because jerry remy was like You know what, guys? You're just being mean. Be nice to my good friend, Wally. Be nice to him.
1: Philadelphia, chaotic neutral. Boston, chaotic evil. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I also love that Wally has a size 37 hat. Yep. And as a person with a relatively big head, I love the representation.
0: Yes. I love that uh, his Red Sox jersey number is 97, indicating the year of his emergence from the wall. Yes, and (laughs) not birth or creation, emergence from the wall. Yeah, as much as I respect the hatching of the dragon egg as a uh, publicity stunt, which Mm -hmm. I, I do think is probably pretty cool and was neat at the time, I'm really charmed by emerging from the wall.
1: It's Pat, though. It feels very Pat from Stuff the Magic Dragon. This feels... Like lore, like Unique. gritty. Yeah, it yeah. feels like gritty. Yeah, Wally looks like Grover if he was green. He has little shorts and he has red shoes. And he looks
2: like every white man over fifty in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> it's like like
0: when you.
1: Sorry, we don't see the rosacea from years of alcohol. And-
0: well, it's because his yeah. skin is green. It's <laughs> right? counteractive. That's true. Yeah, and he, like, when when you belt the shorts at the widest part of your tum instead of under or above, mm-hmm. that, that's where his shorts are belted. Absolutely yeah. respect. So cute. Mm-hmm.
1: He prepares for every Red Sox game by eating a good meal, watching batting practice, and turning into Red Sox pregame as he ties up his shoes and grabs his trusty Red Sox flag. You I know, love
0: it. I'm going to go ahead and say nothing in my life has endeared me to the Boston Red Sox until I met Wally. Yeah. So wow. I'm, I'm going to choose
1: him. Got to give it to Wally.
0: All right, Wally's moving on. I don't think Wally's going to make it out of the next round, but Wally's moving on. I also just want to point out that the uh, the Wikipedia article for Wally has multiple issues, including, quote, maybe written from a fan's point of view, may <laughs> contain an excessive amount of intricate detail that may interest only a particular <laughs> audience, and, quote, uh, may contain content that is written like an advertisement. Wow, wow. Dang.
1: As a podcaster, I filter for that.
2: All right, we are moving on next. This is our, we have two more, and then we can move on to our next round. The next one is the Billiken, who is the official mascot for St. Louis University. It was originally a charm doll that was created by art teacher Florence Pretz, who said that the figure came to her in a dream. <laughs> she oh. sold the design patent to the Billiken Company of Chicago. Oh,
0: oh. He is
2: now known as the god of things that ought to be and is portrayed as kind of like a monkey-like creature with pointed ears, a tuft of hair on top of his head, and a mischievous smile. And he was made the mascot of St. Louis University because he was said to, quote, resemble the coach, John R. Bender. Rude. Absolutely rude. Imagine taking this creepy doll and being like, this is our mascot now because it kind of looks like our coach.
1: Wow! Yeah, I said this to you, and I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know. I thought it was interesting that a fully original demon child was Mm -hmm. created as a mascot. I don't like it. No, I don't like it at all. No, it's not good. I'm haunted Mm -hmm. by this. Who's he going up against,
0: Julia?
2: He's going up against Lucky the Leprechaun of the cereal. Of the cereal. Classic. All right. So Lucky the Leprechaun was created as the mascot for Lucky Charms in 1963, which I think makes him the oldest on here. Maybe the Billiken might be as old, if not a little bit older. But he was originally known as Sir Charms and then also L.C. Leprechaun.
1: Great. I'm L.C. Leprechaun, I'm here to say. (laughs) Eat my cereal in a major way.
2: I do want to point out that Lucky has not been the only mascot for the Lucky Charm cereal. In 1975, Lucky the Leprechaun was briefly replaced by Waldo the Wizard in New England.
1: Oh, that's right. Because of all the Irish people there, right? Yes,
2: they didn't like that. <laughs> so they were like, what if we did a wizard instead? Great. So envisioned as a forgetful wizard who was kind to children, Waldo initially prevailed in market tests. However, Waldo's creator, Alan Snedeker, suspects he sealed Waldo's fate by working on TV ads that portrayed a nicer
1: version of lucky mm, here's something that's tough here mm-hmm. we have a creature that was created to basically support young people playing sports mm-hmm. <laughs> on the other hand we have a creature who was created to constantly be owned by young children yes now i like personally lucky the more because the Billkin uh Haunts me, yes. Yes. but Lucky's a chump. Yes, why he got replaced by a wizard? To... Only
2: briefly, and then he got nicer, and they're like, "Now you can be the mascot, mm, but... and only in New England."
0: <laughs> I do unoriginal, unoriginal. I do remember my dad being kind of annoyed by the Irish stereotyping when I was growing up and Lucky the Leprechaun. I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh
2: God. Oh, God. I think I got to give it to the bill again. Oh, I hate wow. him.
0: But Lucky's a chump. Yeah, I'm compelled.
2: Lucky's a stooge. He all gets right. owned by five-year-old.
0: Five to eight. All right. All right. Amanda, do you feel the same? Yeah, I can't co-sign such an egregious Irish stereotype. All right, all right. <laughs> That's fair. Billikin's gonna move on. I know I'm giving Italian anti-defamation league and the Sopranos vibes here, but uh, <laughs> I, I can't I can't co-sign it. It's also okay. just like it's, it's it's such a basic representation of the idea of a leprechaun, and a leprechaun doesn't get one over on the kids, to your point, Eric. Yes.
1: Right, exactly. If we're if we're raiding the monster themselves, then lucky blows. <laughs> yeah,
0: and we're like it's the Billikin's world, we're, we're all just living in it. There. <laughs> That's true.
2: That is true. All right. So here's our final matchup before we go into our next round. This is the Monsters Serials Monsters.
1: Yeah. All of them? All of them.
2: okay. Against the Universal Monsters in the Pepsi and Doritos commercials. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Now, the the Monsters Cereal Monsters, it's a General Mills product. It was introduced first in 1971 with Count Chocula and Frankenberry and also Booberry. There have also been Fruit Brute and the Fruity Yummy Mummy, However, they have been discontinued except for a couple. Every once in a while, they'll break them back out again. Yeah. And then as of 2023, there is now Carmella Creeper.
1: Carmella Creeper. Carmella Creeper. Yay. Can we talk about all their cereals really quickly? Yes. I think that that's important because yes. Count Chocula has a chocolate cereal. Blueberries is like. Berry in general, Mm -hmm. Fruit Brute, who is also a wolf man. He's like a little werewolf, yeah. Just like, it's just, and then all the other ones are just kind of fruity. Like Yummy Mummy is also fruity. Fruit Brute is is fruity. There's too um, many fruity ones. And Frankenberry is also fruity, mm-hmm. but it's like pink fruity yeah. instead of blue fruity, which is uh, blueberry. And then Carmella's is a caramel
2: one. It is a caramel apple flavored corn cereal with marshmallow bits. Oh, weird! Oh, weird indeed. She's also a DJ, and she's a DJ. <laughs>
1: That's
0: right. And the inspiration of this bracket, yeah. yes.
1: Amanda, can you scroll to the bottom here? I think it's important that they for the fiftieth anniversary of all of these monsters, they had a cereal called Monster Mash, mm-hmm. which puts flavors of everything into one box. Yikes. Bad. I don't like it. <laughs> it sounds
2: terrible, actually.
1: Absolute yikes. Gross.
2: But I mean, their their vibe is super interesting. I feel like. Also, I just want to point out that Count Chocula's full name is Count Alfred Chocula. That's great. <laughs> Alfred.
1: So once again, Julia yes. is Count Chocula a vampire, or is he just a guy? <sighs>
2: I think he's a vampire. Okay. I think he's a cartoon vampire.
1: Okay, we can assume that he is. He yeah.
2: doesn't have vampire teeth necessarily. He kind of just has two very, not even pointy teeth in the front. Just like snaggle teeth. Yeah, he's got yeah. Like just two snaggle teeth in the front, like a, <laughs> like a cartoon bunny.
1: I'm feeling pulled in two directions. Okay. Because one, Carmella Creeper, who's who's like a zombie, question
2: mark? She's a zombie DJ.
1: Okay, she's a zombie DJ, oh, obviously. Oh, of course. <laughs> That's a good actually. iconic
2: combination. Yeah, Amanda, check her out. She's kind of hot. It has real like
1: the female M and M's aren't sexy anymore vibes mm-hmm. from General Mills. She
0: took all the sexiness off the green M M&M and M. She did put it right into herself.
1: Yeah, you can't other... see her
0: heels, but they're there. <laughs> they're definitely there. No, it probably wears Doc Martens. Of course, We
1: are not bisexualizing the Creeper. Look at She's this creature, at Eric. She is
0: bisexual.
1: <laughs> <laughs> On the other hand, I really like Frankenberry. He's like steampunk. Yeah, yes, I he think is. it's tight as hell. So it's like, do we want these serial derivative of the Universal Monsters, or do we want the Universal Monsters themselves selling us Pepsi products?
2: Okay, but you need to see the Pepsi I want to watch first. it. want we'll look at it. All right, Universal Monsters Pepsi commercial, Amanda, please. Very, very vintage. This came out in 1992, I believe. <laughs> And these were actually done to promote Universal Studios' first and second year of Halloween Horror Nights, which is oh. really interesting. It's something close to your heart. Yes. He shows up with Doritos and Pepsi. And Count Dracula, who's throwing a party with the other monsters, goes, what, no dip?
0: It's pretty good. Which is
2: very good. (laughs) It's pretty good. good. Amanda, I need you to... So part of the promotion on top of these commercials was they had several um, playing cards that were very stylized. It showed all of the monsters as, like, party monsters. If I could get posters of every single one of these, I absolutely would. Amanda, yes. Scroll all the way down.
0: Oh, these are good. You
2: need the full-size ones because you're missing the background with all of the characters also doing stuff. Oh, that's good. With everyone dancing in the background. My favorite is... (laughs) The Wolfman's pretty good. My favorite, Amanda, just below that is the creature from the Black Lagoon one.
1: Yeah, look at
2: his sideways hat.
1: He's pretty He's got a He's drinking a Mountain
2: Dew. I yeah. don't like that
1: the mummy's not wrapped. He's just a wrinkly man.
2: Yeah, but I mean that's how the Universal mummy looks in the movies. Oh,
1: I'm Julia. I'm quibbling with the fact that's that fair. this mummy's just out and about.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah. But he's got those sick sunglasses on.
1: Here's the thing. I got to go with the serial version. Wow. I would much rather have original serial IP. They feel more defined. Again, we are just kind of grabbing the monsters and throwing them in a goofy situation, mm-hmm. which we've seen better versions of in the beginning of this bracket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm
0: with you. Yeah. I, I think this universal activation is a very cool, distinct marketing campaign. But you can't think of, you know, monsters selling you things without thinking about Count Chocula and his his mates.
2: R.I.P. to my Pepsi, Doritos, Universal Monsters, but <laughs> looks like Monster Cereals is moving on. Look at the super big gulp; I love it.
1: Julia, I want to find this big gulp with the cre- with the extreme creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. I will spend twenty minutes on eBay looking for it. Thank you. It. I will do. I, I'll yeah.
2: take just the poster of the creature drinking a Mountain
1: Dew. That's pretty. Oh, it's
2: Green Mountain Dew. That's yeah. good. See again,
1: the art is good. The monsters. Not so good.
2: He's drinking the Mountain Dew out of a swirly straw, too. It's really good. But
1: that's what I'm saying. is like We're seeing a lot of these monsters that are blank slates mm-hmm. and doing something interesting with them. They did that for the Creature of the Black Lagoon. This commercial was like, here's Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There he is. He's, he's in 1992. Mm-hmm. That's Anyone it. could be having that party. Right. Yes. Fair enough. All like, right. That's why I like the Elvira one so much.
2: Yeah. Alright, so we're going to speed through our next round. First up we got the Godzilla Nike commercial against the Elvira Coors Light commercial. Tough. Uh, Tough.
1: Two humans who are propping up monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I feel like Elvira is the monster though in her monster commercial. Well, I thought she was like a
1: host of monsters.
2: She I mean she is, but she's also the mistress of the dark, so True. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: I think for for style, remembering and for her being a monster and not just Charles Barkley interfacing with a monster. I'm going to mm. vote
1: Elvira. Okay. I think Charles Barkley is carrying the commercial which yeah. takes things away from Godzilla and if Elvira is at least partly monstrous or the maitre d' of monsters. Yes. <laughs> uh and then all the other monsters there got to give it to Elvira.
2: All right, sick. Elvira moves on to our next round. Next we have the Jack Link's messing with Sasquatch commercials against our Dracula calculator for <laughs> Texas instruments,
0: <laughs> which I forgot about until I write it there. This one's tough. I could go in either direction.
1: Here's my pitch. Kay. Okay, Dracula in the coffin. Mm-hmm. Great, Julia. Out of all the work in your your college degree, in your adult life as a host of Spirits podcast, why would Dracula need a calculator?
2: To do his taxes.
1: Great. Good point. <laughs> On the other hand, the behavior of Sasquatch yeah. in the commercials Monstrous? are so Sasquatchy. Yeah. We don't say we we haven't talked about this at all because we're too busy laughing at Sasquatch throwing men. Mm-hmm. Happy Pride, everyone. <laughs> yep. But like, he's in every, strong, he's wily, and he shows up randomly. Yes, in almost all the commercials we saw, they're camping or they're like in the woods. One, they were playing frisbee golf, which was so funny. Mm-hmm. And Sasquatch was just like dooting around. He yeah. was just hanging out. He was looking at stuff and then they pranked him. Like his, And then in the other one where they were walking out of a parking lot Sasquatch was just like there mm-hmm. and I find that to be very Sasquatchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I gotta give it to Sasquatch for being himself truly.
2: My problem is the Sasquatch ones they're too sad. I don't want to watch these men do pranks on Sasquatch even if they get their comeuppance in these.
1: I 100% agree. I think the comeuppance is always good though. Mm. That's what I'm saying. This comeuppance is in every commercial and it's always very funny.
0: Okay. It did make me laugh every time he tossed a man into a car slash window slash building. I don't think this will be a final contender, but I think it wins the matchup. All right. I don't
1: know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eric's Amanda, strong I, about Sasquatch. I love jerky and Sasquatch so much, this so is, let's see.
0: All right, we're
2: going over to our other side of the bracket. Now we have Gritty up against Wally the Green Monster. Gritty, baby. That's I don't gritty, even think baby. that's a
0: question. That's Gritty. We do love you, though, Wally. I'm glad I know about you now.
2: Next up is the Billiken Against Monster Cereals.
1: Oh, Monster Cereals. Fuck the kit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: It, it was creepy, I'm gonna. But we just didn't like Lucky that much. Yeah, I'm going to delete him from my brain. <laughs> Good.
1: We're going to be like, hey, what did you talk about in Spirits? Yeah, Couldn't know. say. God, Couldn't know.
0: say. I have Elvira, I think, in her tits. <laughs> and uh-huh. Ready? Uh. <laughs> That means we
2: have Elvira up against the messing with Sasquatch commercial. Oh, man. It's a tough one. Once again,
1: I need to affirm, we're not talking about Elvira in general. No, we're talking about Elvira's Coors Light commercial. Exactly, exactly. Because she's selling you Coors Light. She's not selling you the horror movie of the week, which she's usually doing, mm-hmm. and her decolletage.
0: Mm-hmm. I just, I have to say once again, Sasquatch is not making me want to eat that jerky. Yeah. I want to not buy that jerky for my husband slash male uh, relatives. Because
2: mm-hmm. then they'll do <laughs> pranks on very innocent Sasquatch and then get beaten up.
1: Yes. I know that this is a nationwide commercial. Why is there not more
0: cleave? I don't, I don't know. know, but she's having a great time, and I want to be at that party, and I want to drink an ice cold course. I think this was the problem with the cleavage was because I w- I watched
2: several of these Elvira commercials,
1: <laughs> waiting for the cleavage, assuming I was like, there has to
2: be somewhere. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but like in one of them, she's like, Cora's Light is perfect for adults only Halloween parties." I'm like, oh. maybe this was when some of the beer commercials were getting pushback against like being like wanting kids to drink alcohol. Sure. Uh-huh. So I think that. Maybe that's why the cleavage is not there as much.
1: Right, a real Slurms McKenzie situation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which honestly gives me more points to Elvira because she is like the queen of innuendo. Yes. Yeah. Which kind of makes sense. That's why they got her. Yes. <sighs> that's smart. Mm-hmm. I also think all of the pranks that are in the Sasquatch commercial are all mean. Yeah. They're yeah. all very they're all mean,
2: mean pranks and they're also like not good pranks. No, they're either. not good pranks. That's
1: why I don't understand. The, the stupid guys are eating. The jerky. Sasquatch should be eating the jerky. maybe
0: this was around the time of, like, the Old Spice and the Axe and the kind of, like, Mm. increasing, like, frenetic, competitive masculinity of these, like, commercials of stuff for men. Yes. But listen, I think that Elvira selling a product without her tits out is like Charles Barkley dunking with one hand tied behind his back. (laughs) And I think it deserves extra credit. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, no, that's fair.
2: I am going to say, yeah, Elvira moves on to our next round here.
1: I think we all came around on it. Yeah. I, I really love Sasquatch, but we made some good points.
2: That means we have Gritty against Monster Cereals. Oh, so tough.
1: Now, I also want to say Gritty needs to be fought with the power of six monsters, That's including true. one woman. <laughs>
2: yes. One whole lady. One
0: whole lady. Mm-hmm. This is tough because without the monsters, the monster cereal is nothing. Yes. Right? Like cereals depend on their branding, especially cereals for kids. Without the mascot, you know, you don't know what to ask for and why would you ever buy that cereal? Yeah. On the other hand, Gritty is iconic. I feel like I'm doing Gritty a disservice by Characterizing him in this in this capitalist structure. Like, is Gritty beyond this bracket? Is Gritty bigger than this?
1: I think Gritty is bigger than this, which almost makes me want to vote for the other people. Like Gritty's fine, but like is he selling me the flyers? I don't know. I I still don't understand why Gritty was invented. Who would think this is a good idea? I don't know. It was it's
0: lightning in a bottle. I honestly think I need to liberate Gritty from this bracket. (laughs) I think he's more than this. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I agree. Can we go back to 2017? And, and if someone showed you this, 18, you'd be 18, like, eighteen, No, the year before. It yeah. came oh, out, it'd be like, so this is gonna be an, uh, a hockey mascot? I'd be like, "No, it's not. No, You're it's lying." Not. No. Why would you lie to me, person from the future? I don't know why gritty works, and that doesn't make any sense from an economic perspective. Mm-hmm.
0: And as media professionals, like like so many things that that go viral, you can't manufacture it. Yeah. It simply happens to you. It's like we kind of all saw gritty, and we were like. This is our son now. Mm -hmm. This makes sense. This makes sense. Mm -hmm. There's no question. It's 2018. We all need things to think about.
1: (laughs) But like Gritty should not be an internet boyfriend. I think that there are a lot of things that we see like – timothy chalamet who feels like genetically made in <laughs> sorry, a lab sorry i have to
2: put timothy chalamet on this list. <laughs> true, true 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 who feels
1: genetically made in a lab to become internet boyfriend yes but gritty makes no sense mm-hmm. and i think that that disqualifies him he's too big i agree with you he's too good to win this bracket
2: i need to create a bracket where gritty will win so now i have to think about that <laughs> that bracket's called life yeah <laughs> yeah. No, I think we have to go with the cereals here. All right. All right. It's Monster Cereals against Elvira in our final here. Wow.
1: Wow. That's a tough one.
2: That's a tough one, gang.
1: Can we learn more about Carmella really quickly, about Carmella Creeper? Sure. I feel like she's going to be the deciding factor. All right. Because I feel like, here's, here's what I think. Count Chocula and Boo Berry and Frankenberry feel like they've been in my life so long. Also, I feel a little bit iffy about Fruit Fruit, like a cousin I don't super like. <laughs> uh, but I need to know, like, how girl bossy is Carmella Creeper? Because Alvira has been herself... Since and she still makes stuff now. Mm-hmm. She's still all viring it up. Yes, since the 80s. But I think that Carmella is going to be the deciding factor.
2: Okay, so for the first time in 35 years, the Minnesota-based cereal maker has added a new monster <laughs> to its now classic lineup of monster cereals. Carmella Creeper is a green zombie who dabbles in DJing and is apparently part of Frankenberry's strange family
1: tree. Oh, so she has to be Frankenberry's cousin? Apparently. Oh, my God. Apparently.
0: And the updated Monster Mash serial with all of them, because she's a DJ, is
1: called Monster Mash Remix. It really feels like they reverse engineered her. It would be like, how do we... Very focus grouped. It's right. like, we have words that mean different, the same but different.
2: Here's a quote from their press release, which is Carmela Creeper is the long lost cousin of Frank and Barry, as well as a zombie DJ with an edgy sound who is always the life of the party. Complete with a fierce attitude and looks to match, Carmela is ready to shake things up at the monster's haunted mansion with her limited edition cereal featuring caramel apple flavored pieces with colored monster marshmallows.
1: So it's limited as in. Halloween or limited, and we're gonna see if you like a woman and then take her out. If Probably really that one. right? I feel like she's a little too girl bossy, and Elvira has been herself the entire time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Elvira is a staple, and she
0: is a queer icon. She is a queer icon and an icon who is also queer, which is which is double <laughs> double the love. That's how you know. So- I know. I I mean, the ubiquity of Monster Serial, I think, is one argument in its favor, but also. It is just so baldly selling me something. Right. And there's no there there. There's Mm -hmm. nothing behind it. There's no, like, existing mythos that it's building on. It's just like, yeah, there's a Dracula on this cereal. Mm -hmm. Drink it. Eat it. And even though Elvira is new to me,
2: she's won my heart. Here's the thing. And Bud Light, you can can come to me. Pay me my due. (laughs) You should just fully embrace the whole backlash you're getting about having queer people and your beverage associate with each other. <laughs> just start remaking these Elvira commercials yes. that Coors Light did.
1: Yeah. Just start yep.
2: remaking them. Yep. Just embrace it.
1: Do you think that like if someone who didn't know who Elvira was saw her, do you think they'd get her whole vibe? Let's focus group. Amanda, what do you think? Yeah. Amanda, yeah. get it.
0: Sexy, vampire-ish lady. Mm -hmm. That's what she is. Like a more 80s Morticia uh, Adams, I feel like. For sure. her whole vibe. Yeah. I definitely get her vibe, and she's also supported by all her monster pals. Yeah. I think she's great. I think she deserves to win.
2: All right. I don't know how I feel about Coors Light as a product, but I do say Elvira won my heart in this bracket. If Elvira handed you a Coors Light, Julia, you would say, thank you, mother. If Elvira handed me a Coors Light, I would say, thank you very much, ma'am. May I have another one, please?
1: Also, exactly. I'm glad that we took we spent this entire episode and we didn't talk about Fruit Brute being canceled. I think it was really yeah. important about us.
2: I could have included a part about Jack Link's being canceled because they are one of the biggest distributors of beef in Brazil and
0: destroying the rainforest. Oh but damn. I That's but I didn't. But I didn't. It fell on its own merits. Yeah, and
1: Fruit Brute was such like a divisive stand-up comic, so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to make it clear that it was I was yeah, joking because yeah. both of yes. you were like oh yeah, yeah you I was like canceled. yeah got cancelled
2: no yeah. we were just playing along with your bit guy
0: <laughs> <laughs> alright well Eric thank you so much for bringing this uh, this wonderful concept to us who did you picture would win when you thought of monsters who sell you stuff
1: I don't know I gave Julia a lot of choices to start with because yeah. like oh let's do this and this and this and this ultimately Honestly, I thought that the serial folks would win, which is why I was like, wait a second, I think we have to examine Carmella a little bit.
2: Yes, and we did, and we found her lacking.
1: Yeah. Carmella Creeper feels like a not-fleshed-out NPC. Yeah. You're like, she's a zombie and a DJ. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Take it.
0: Exactly. She feels invented to sell costumes to kids. And maybe people will, you know, really come to, to love her, but especially calling her limited, I'm not into.
1: Honestly, it really turned me off when she was when she was Frank and Barry's cousin, long mm, lost cousin. It's too. like, no, 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 don't worry, she's not a wife. Mm-hmm. She, she's a related to him.
2: We can't just have a woman stand on her
0: own. We have to put her as a relative to someone you already know. Eric, thank you again for bringing us this wonderful present and for joining us in its execution. Can you remind the people where they can follow you online?
1: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at L underscore Silvero, E-L underscore S-A-L-V-E-R-O. My name, if I was a Lucha Libre wrestler. I'm on Tic Tac. I'm on Tic Tac now, folks. Tic Tic Tac. You're really good at it. I'm trying. I'm trying my best. Eric V. Silver. I'm having a lot of fun over there.
0: You can also see some texts from me in some of the videos, so you got to watch them.
2: All right. Well, listeners, the next time you're at a party and the DJ is a hot zombie lady, I guess, remember, <laughs>
0: Question mark. stay
2: creepy, stay cool.
0: Above all else, if you liked what you heard today, please text one friend about us. That's the very best way to help keep us growing. Thanks for listening to Spirits. We'll see you next week. Bye.